Welcome to the Awkwardly Anna podcast, where the life coaching is free and the conversations are real. I believe an authentic, confident, purpose-filled life lived at the rhythm God intends for you is possible for everyone, despite any perceived feelings of awkwardness. And I coach people to where they're living this out. So grab your coffee or tea and let's dive in. Hey, episode 126, what God says about you even when you don't believe him or believe in him even. I hope that if this is something you've never heard that you stick around. If you're skeptical about this, I hope you stick around. If you think you already know this, stick around. If you're desperately in need of hearing what it actually means to be loved by God, stick around, please. (laughs) All right. So I always knew, maybe some of you relate to this. I don't know. I always knew growing up in church and finally going back to church as an adult, like we didn't go to church for a long time and now we're kind of going, we're dabbling. I always knew God loved me. Like I knew that phrase, God loves you. You are loved. Go out. You're loved. Like, got it. Yes. He loves me. Didn't actually know what that meant. Felt a little embarrassed to admit that, but I don't know. Maybe you guys think I'm insane. Maybe you can relate to this. I didn't get what that meant. Jesus loves little children. I loved that song. I didn't really get what it meant. I I knew it. Like, okay, yes, he loves me, but I didn't know it. So I really, over this last year, have been diving into what does it actually mean to be loved by God? And what I would encourage you to do is go to your Bible app. If you don't have it, reach out to me or Google the Bible app. It's free. Uh, Do a search on there. Do a Google search. What does God say about me? Uh, Have an awareness of what resources you're reading from. But it, it just dive into this, like be a student of God's love is, as I say that out loud, that might be kind of cheesy, but I think it's actually really empowering. I, that just came to me, be a student of God's love, dive into what that means. What does it mean that he loves me? What does it mean that he created me? What does God actually say about me? We know that we, I grew up learning a lot about what God told me not to do. Um, I kind of felt like he was like this punishing parent. I didn't realize that the restrictions, quote unquote, the sin that God encourages, not encourages us, tells us not to do, commands us not to do, is to give us more freedom. Just like a budget. You have a budget so you can create more freedom with your money to do the things you actually want to do, you really desire to do. Give the giving you want to give. I don't think that's a phrase. Point being that the restrictions I saw, the things I saw as restrictions were actually things that made my life more free. How much easier is life when you don't lie? Makes life a whole lot easier. When you're not murdering someone, life is a whole lot easier for you. When you're not being jealous of your neighbor, life is a whole lot easier. So I started to see and realize how these things I had always seen as restrictions and what made Christianity kind of what I felt like in my youth boring was actually the exact blueprint for a really good and beautiful life. For a life that took away the unnecessary hard in a really easy way. So I hope that you, if that's new to you, or if you haven't thought about it in a while, that you marinate on that for a minute on that God gives us a blueprint for a really beautiful life. And he gives us free choice. We get a choice in accepting his love. It's there. We get a choice in obeying him. We get a choice in following him. We get a choice in asking for forgiveness so he can forgive us. We get a choice in that. 
So he gives us choice. That's another thing he says about us. One of the things I really love is, what is it? Okay, Genesis 1.27. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. So not only did he create you, and we know there's another verse about knitting you together in your mother's womb. He took the time to knit you. He took the time to create you and in his image. Think of when we... I always kind of like to think of the parents that dress their kids really well and they all kind of have matching outfits and they're just so cute and adorable and the parents are beaming and they're so proud and they put a picture online. Think of that pride. Think of that like, look, look, I love them. I created them and we match and we look alike and I did our hair the same. Like, And there's just such a beaming pride and I think that's a little preview that we get to see about how God created us in his image in how wonderful that is. I also love the imagery of, you know, if a hundred sheep wander away from Matthew 18, that if, sorry, if, if just one is, they have a hundred sheep and then one goes away and the 99 are still there, like he still goes after the one. Like you could just as easily just let that one wander away and go into a creek or something like sheep will do. But no, he, he goes after that one. That's how he feels about us. So he, he desperately seeks us and wants us. And that's very cool. If you ever feel like, oh, nobody cares about me. Nobody wants me. Like he does. He would even, he, to, to the depths of the earth, he will, he will seek you. And I think that that is very, very cool. Okay. So I'm going to try to read. I have a list of a lot here that might be kind of I don't know if we can go over all of them, but okay. Yeah. So the hairs on your head, knowing the hairs on your head. Uh, and I love the, are not five sparrows sold for two pennies yet? Not one of them is forgotten by God. Indeed, the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows from Luke 12, six through seven. Just all of this imagery of how precious we are in God's sight, how much he cares about us, how much he loves us. I think that that's really important to be like, okay, he doesn't just love me. He loves me. And that's very cool, but he would go after me. He goes after me. He knows the amount of hairs on my head. I have a lot of hair. Or if you used to have a lot of hair, we're not bald shaming here. If you used to have a lot of hair, he knew maybe he knows your beard hairs. I don't know, but he knows, he knows you that the point is that how well he knows you, he knows you better than anyone else and still chooses you and still chooses to love you and to want you to ask for forgiveness so he can show you the depths of his love. I think that's very, very cool. So some other ones that I think are really helpful. Hold on. Let me see. I closed out my thing. I I just, okay. So, you know, I am not, I did not go to Bible school. I'm not trained in any type of ministry. So full disclosure, I get a little nervous about sharing things that are scripture based because I'm so afraid I'm going to mess up and I'm so afraid that I'm going to say something wrong or interpret something incorrectly. So I probably should have said this from the beginning, but please, before you listen to a podcast of mine or someone else's or a a sermon of any kind please first, like you can pause this after I say this and ask God to hear what you are supposed to hear and to only hear truth and to not hear what you're not meant to hear. I never want to be the reason you're led astray. I never want to be the reason why you have a misunderstanding about something. If I say something and you're like, eh, I think I'm trained in this and this actually means this, 
bring it to me, talk to me, educate me. Like I'm always willing to learn more. So please have, know you have that freedom and you're encouraged to do that. Okay. So back to some things here, some reminders. So I love this one too. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away and see the new has come. Second Corinthians 5, 17. I think that this is such, again, just that picture of being new, being fresh. I think of something as kind of silly as when people remodel their kitchens and they show the before and I don't kitchen shame. I love all kitchens, but when they show like the before and they like, they've rehabbed a house and it was like, things were just, there was mold everywhere and leaks and the floors were gone. And then they just show this beautiful, my, my sister and her husband are truly gifted at making spaces beautiful and redoing spaces and making things new. And I just picture some work they've done even in their own home and just, wow, you know, how it looked like this and now it looks like this. So think of examples that your own brain relates to that you've seen something be just like, eh, and now it's just like, and that's what God does with us. That's how much he loves us. That's what his love does. And remember the basics of that we are his children. If you believe in his name, you are his children and that we are not called servants, but that we are friends to him. That's from John 15. I, okay. Romans three twenty four. they are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. So we're that, that redemption being redeemed. There's just such freedom in that. So we are his heirs. We are his children. We are dearly loved. We are sought after. We are not forgotten. We are deeply known. We are a member of Christ's body. We are ambassadors for Christ. We are chosen. We are adopted into his family. We are forgiven. We're made alive in Christ. We are in his, we are his workmanship, citizens of heaven. We're not slaves, but we're free. So just what I encourage you to do, if my words are helpful to you, or if you just start Googling, what does God say about me? Like I said at the beginning, and type out or write out these words that just pop out to you, whichever ones, if it's if it's freedom, if it's loved, if it's chosen, if it's seen, if it's made alive, you know, any of these phrases or words that you're like, that, that's what I needed to hear. What I want you to do is write or type those out and put those somewhere where you'll see them every day. So yes, acknowledge that God loves you, but go deeper as you become a student of his love and find keywords that just like when you were in school and you would write out keywords for uh, studying for a topic, write out those keywords and just meditate on those daily. Have them on your mirror, have them as the background on your phone, put a little post-it on your computer, just those words and think on such things and pray. God, help me to go by one by one. Go by one by one. Yeah. Sorry, that sounded weird at first. Go one by one and pray. You can devote a week or a day, whatever works best for you, maybe a weekend versus a week. And every day, pray, God, let me see and feel what it means for you to know the number of hairs on my head. So you're just picking one and going by, God, help me to see this. Help me to feel this. Help me to see this. Help me to feel this. And just be open to seeing what he does. I think that you'll be really encouraged and feel just a piece. And with this, I want to give a little disclaimer that I have noticed the deeper I dive into these things, the more I talk about these things on my podcast, the more my 
hesitate to say this because I used to not believe in this, but now I do, uh, spiritual attacks, I feel. Uh, so expect that sometimes when you dive deeper into being a student of God's love, that something might feel harder. Something bad may happen in your life. You might, depression might creep back in. Anxiety might creep back in that you haven't had and don't ignore any of these things. Get help you need accordingly. But also with that in the same breath, continue. Be committed to diving into seeing God, seeing what his love actually means and commit to it and do not give up because that usually means there's a major breakthrough coming. And that breakthrough might be in an area you've been waiting for. It also most importantly could be in the area of truly seeing what it means to be loved and known by God and to see what he sees in you and how he sees you and how he views you because a lot of us have projected worldly things on how we think God must see us or we we live in a state of well I've done this and this so he must not love me or I would be punished for thinking this or I used to think this so he must feel this and we've allowed the world you know not intentionally but subconsciously to pull us apart and put a wedge between God and us so that we don't feel his love in such a deep way in this diving into these words from scripture that tell us what God says about us, I think is such an impactful and practical and very student e way to explore what he actually says in the truth of what he says, not what the world might be telling us, not what a mentor might've told us, not in love, not in truth, but in hate one time, not what maybe a parent or an ex has said to us that was not true. You probably have had a lot of influences in your life of things said over you and to you and about you that are not true. And sometimes we think that that must be what God thinks and it's not. He loves us. He sent Jesus here to die for us so that we can still be the sinners we are and we can ask for forgiveness and we can choose to believe in him and we can choose a life of spiritual freedom and we can choose a life of peace and a life of just that peace that surpasses all understanding no matter our outside circumstances no matter world circumstances that we can just rest in his arms and rest in his love and then courageously go to battle when we need with him leading us and guiding us so soapbox done i hope you guys know how much God loves you and that you're finding some keywords for what that actually means and what that looks like. And whatever you find or whatever words, phrases, scriptures, anything that really stand out to you, I would love for you to send me these. I love hearing from you guys. My email address is helloannabar at gmail.com. Please share those with me so I can cheer right alongside you and pray for you that God shows you these things throughout the coming weeks and months so um, I can see how that area of understanding grows for you. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening today. When you graciously listen to my show, you share my episodes, and you leave a review, I hope you know how much it warms my heart, how it makes me do a little happy dance, and how it helps other people to find my show. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you. If any of the things we talked about on this episode or any other episodes of mine sound like something you really could be encouraged and motivated by some coaching on, feel free to email me, helloannabar at gmail.com, and let's chat. Or check out my website and my coaching options at www.awkwardlyanna.com. Thank you.